0: welcome to a powerful encounter with the word of god brought to you by eastwood annabelle today i'm bringing you a word i call it the restored axe head everybody say the restored axe head okay second kings chapter six from verse number one and the sons of the prophet said unto Elisha the prophet Behold now, the place where we dwell is too straight for us. Where we are staying is too straight. That means where we are staying is too narrow. Where we are staying is not broad enough. Where we are staying is not good enough. Where we are staying is not convenient. We need a more convenient accommodation. And we are not too happy with the state of our business, the state of our ministry, the state of our family. Where we stay, we are not too happy with it. Something has to happen. Um, Our conditions must change. And um, let's go to verse number two. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan and take thence every man a beam and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. So they came to the man of God and they said, Man of God, the place where we stay is too small. We need a bigger place. Can you permit us to go and cut down some beams or some sticks or some logs to come and make a better place for us? And the man of God said, go ye. That means you can go. Verse number three. But one of them said, be content, I pray you, to go with your servants. That means, man of God, you must go with us. And the man of God said, I will go. I will go. Verse number four. And so he went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down wood. So they got to the Jordan, they started cutting down wood. But as one of them was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water, and he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick and cast it thither and the iron did swim and he said unto therefore said he take it up to thee and he put out his hand and took it so story is the man of god or the sons of the prophets are saying the place where we are staying is too narrow for us we need a broader place and um, the man of god said go and cut beams or sticks and then go and make a bigger place for yourself And they said, man of God, can you go with us? And he said, I will go. Now, in the process of felling the trees, the Bible said that while they were felling the trees, one of them who had an axe he was using to fell the trees, the axe head fell into the water and went into the bottom. And that particular spot of the Jordan, the water was deep. The water was fast. The water runs swiftly. So definitely, if your axe head falls into the place, you are in trouble. And this particular man, the axe head that fell into the water, was a burrowed axe head. So he said, "Allah's master, The thing was burrowed. And there are many of us who have got our axe heads under the water. Our business is under the water. Our family is under the water. Our ministry is under the water. Our health may be under the water our finances under the water our properties under the water the purpose of God under the water and what I'm believing God for today is that something you have which has fallen into the water I'm believing God to restore it to you today I'm believing God that it will be taken and given back to you now in trying to find out how to get your axe head I want to give you six laws of supernatural flotation. Six supernatural laws of flotation. Six supernatural laws of flotation. Now, in terms of the physical law of flotation, that is the natural law of flotation, if an axe head whose density is far, far more than water sinks into water, there is no way that axe head, which is metal, can swim or can float. That word in the King James language, when it says, and the axe head did swim, that word simply means the axe head did float. It's just floating. It's not like the axe head fell into the water and started swimming. Okay? So just understand it. It just means floating. The axe head floated. Now, how if my axe head falls, how do I get it to swim? how do i get my life back if it is underwater how do i get my health back if it's underwater how do i get my business back if it is underwater how do i get my ministry back if it is underwater today i'm believing god that somebody will recover and i want to give you six supernatural laws for your acts to float number one now and i'm picking all the six from just one of the verses of the scripture. I've read many verses so far but i'm picking everything i want to say from the verse number six i want us to look at the verse number six the man said alas my axe head is borrowed and the man of god said where fell it and he showed him the place and he cut down a stick and he cast it in theta and the iron did sweep i'm taking all my six points from there number one law of flotation supernatural law of flotation is prophet everybody say prophet come on say prophet say it again prophet say it again prophet now if your life is sinking god will give you a prophet and I, this morning i was just meditating on this thing prophet the bible said and the man of god said "Where well, did it for now who is your man of god who who is your man of god who is who is the person god has put into your life as the man of god that you can listen to in order for your life to be ordered i know you will tell me you are a believer you're born again you don't need any man of god in your life but that um, you know the lies you tell yourself you don't need any man because you know god yourself didn't you go to school why do you need an engineer you went to school why do you need a doctor you went to school, why do you need a lawyer? You went to school, why, did you, why do you need a banker? The reason you need them is that although you went to school, there were exams you failed and they passed. And then there is something they are created for, and you are not created for that thing. It is the same way. Some are called to be apostles, some are called to be prophets, some are called to be pastors, some are called to be teachers, some are called to be evangelists. So if you you are not you don't have that calling, the truth is you don't have it, and you will need somebody who has that calling. The first thing you will have to understand is that in order for your accent to float, you will need a prophet in your life. Now it depends on who you chose to you choose in your life to be your prophet. It, the thing can be a fetish priest. Um, it depends on your choice. If your taste is very bad, it can be a fetish priest. If your taste is very very poor. It can be a gossip but if your taste is very poor it can be a confusionist who appears in the name of god and tells you things and dreams and you believe in it but everyone must have a prophet and sometimes the prophet is your pastor sometimes your prophet is somebody that god has put over your life but you must have somebody you will listen to no matter who you are there is somebody you have to listen to so he said the, the people the man of god said The man of God initially told them, go and cut the wood. And they said, no, one of them said, sir, do you mind if you go with us? Do you mind if you go with us? A man of God, a prophet, somebody that God has called into your life must have an impact on your life. There are times, you know, many of us sit in church and the the man of God or the pastor has nothing to do with our education. He has nothing to do with our business. He has nothing to do with our ministry. He has nothing to do with our family and when you talk to them they tell you as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god but they didn't say as many as are led by the spirit of god they are prophets Everybody is not a prophet everybody's not a teacher everybody's not an evangelist so they said man of god you must go with us so the first thing is the prophet the bible said there was a time when king jehoshaphat was going to fight a battle and the, and the prophets came and told him that god is going to give you the victory and my Bible said they rose up early in the morning, and they went forth into the wilderness of Tequai. And as they went forth, the Bible said King Jehoshaphat stood, and when he stood, he said, Hear ye, hear me, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and so shall you be established. Believe also his servants the prophets, and so shall you prosper. That means if you want prosperity, you have to believe in the servants the prophets. The Bible said there was a time in Luke chapter 5, the verse number 5, when Peter toiled all night and he took no fish, Jesus came to him in the morning and told him, he said, launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a drought. And he said, we have toiled all night and we have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when he let down the net, he caught the fish because of the word of the prophet. I'm praying that God will give you a hearing ear when it comes to listening to prophets and leaders that God puts over your life because that is why you are in a church. Otherwise, you would have been in a shrine by now. And if you are in a shrine, you will have to listen to what the fetish priest tells you. And if you were in the mosque, you have to listen to what the imam tells you. So you can't sit in church and say, well, I'm not going to listen to anybody. What I want to do is what I'll do. You will destroy your life. And destroying your life is part of what you want to do. So you can be in church and commit suicide spiritually, and financially, and and family-wise because you just want to do things your way. So the first one is the man of God said, and I'm praying that men of God and women of God in this church will begin to speak. Now number two, man of God said, where fell it? I like that. Where fell it? I call this one pressure. Everybody say pressure. Come on, shout it again. Pressure. The man of God said, Where fell it? Where did it fall? I call it pressure. Pressure in the sense that people, anytime you need a miracle, God will put pressure on yourself. So some people used to come to Jesus and say, say um, Can you heal me? And Jesus said, the, the people who ask, Lord Jesus, help me. And Jesus said, Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be healed? Now, of course, the man wants to be healed. But what god is saying is that if you need a miracle god will put pressure on you yourself to contribute to your miracle you yourself have something to contribute it may be a small thing a question you have to answer and you may have to answer the obvious do you want to be healed lord don't you know i want to be healed that is why i'm standing here why are you asking me the obvious the thing is god is saying i need your contribution to your own miracle this question constituted pressure. The pressure will ask you many questions and place responsibility on you to contribute to the answer to your own prayer. What do you want? What can I do for you? Where did it fall? Where fell it? I need you to contribute. Where are you coming from? What do you want to do with yourself? What do you want to do with your life? So sometimes you go to a man of God and you need an answer to a problem. And the man of God is asking you, what do you really want in life? Then you are like, sir, if I knew, I won't be coming to you. No, I know, but I need you to contribute. So sometimes the prophet will ask you, What do you think? What do you think is pressure? So God takes, um, what is his name? ezekiel and takes him into a valley full of dry bones and then he caused him to go around these bones and the bible said lord there were very many in the open valley and they were very very dry and god asked him son of man can these bones live <laughs> that is pressure and the man of god said you know and then god said to him now begin to prophesy begin to prophesy so there are times god will just ask you you yourself must contribute so you have a prophet but you will have to contribute, the prophet will ask you questions and you have to answer. Now, Pastor John, can you imagine when he said, where fell it? And he says, Calibion. Where fell it? And he says, Nakwanduri. Where fell it? And he says, um, somewhere around Edinburgh. Listen, if God asks you questions and you ask some stupid answers, you may never get a miracle. You must know where it fell. That takes me to the third place. Position. Where fell it, and he showed him where it fell. That is position. (laughs) He showed him the place. To have restoration in life, sometimes you must know where you fell. Do you know, even treating Corona, they would trace where you got the Corona. And then they do contract tracing so they must know where did you get it how did the thing happen and so on and so forth so your business collapses and a pastor is talking to you and he wants to know how how did you spend your money what do you do with your income you are saying witches have attacked your finances like pastor john was teaching us the other day but what do you do with your money how do you spend your money i fell it and he showed him the place because sometimes if you don't know where you fell you may never know how to get up That, that is why in life you must walk with intelligence can you imagine the man said where did it fall and the man opens his mouth and says you are a prophet you should know you should know where the thing fell no show me where did it fall what is the position of the fall because the position of the fall is likely to determine the position of the rise so maybe I grew up in Bogatanga that is where my life started that is where everything about my father everything about the way I grew up and everything, that is where it fell and then God wants to raise me up And he tells me, go back to Bogatanga, and I'm going to do this and do that and do that and do that. So I understand the dynamics of supernatural restoration and recovery, that where you fell is likely to be where you will get up. Where you die, where you are born is likely to be where you would die. Where you fell sick is likely to be where you'll be healed. The church you were born again and God brought you into the church and planted you here and you are receiving the word of God and so on and so forth. This is where you may rise. That same way you have been listening to before corona in the midst of the corona this is the same place you may get your miracle this is the same place you may get your breakthrough a voice you have admired all your life and god has connected you to it is likely to be the place where you will get your deliverance where did it fall and he showed him the place and that is position number four and he cut a stick the bible says surely there is a vein for silver and a place for gold where men find it and then he said that iron is found in the earth and brass is molten from the ground so there is a place for silver there is a place for your prosperity that is the position the fourth one is power the bible said and he cut down a stick i want to talk about the stick the stick is the power he cut down this magnetic force this this stick that defies the laws of flotation this stick that has the capacity to draw a metal from the ground from under the water and make it float i call it power and it is supernatural power because just putting a piece of stick on water will not let the axe head float but the man of god took the stick he put it in the water I call it supernatural power. That stick is a symbol of the power of God. And when I look at the stick, the most important power I see over there is the power of faith. Everybody say the power of faith. It is the power of faith. It is faith to cut a piece of stick, throw it into the water, and believe that the accident is going to float. It's the power of your faith. So the man of God casts the stick and throws it into the water and, and the axe began to flow. The thing about men of God is that they will always do something. And sometimes the thing appears crazy but they will do something. The stick represents the power of God. It represents the power of faith. It represents the power of the word of God. It represents the power of the anointing. It represents the power of knowledge, the power of finances. But at least he just took a piece of stick and he said, you know what? Anything I put into God's hand, God is able to work. God is able to do a miracle. And he took that stick and put it in the water. And then this stick began. This stick just entered the water and the axe head began to float. That is the power of God, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said, but shall believe. So this is believing. The man of God just takes this thing and he has the power of faith, and he puts the stick in the water and the and the and the and the Ax head began to to flow. That is power. Apart from power, the fifth one is petition. When he cast the stick, you know he could he could have had the stick in his hand without casting it into the water, and nothing will happen. But the man of God took the stick and cast it into the water, and that is prayer. The Bible said, "Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you." whosoever shall say to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass he will have whatsoever he said nothing shall be impossible unto him so is the ability to speak and that speaking is petition that speaking is prayer it is supplication it is intercession it is demanding it is declaring you take the stick you put it in the water you make a declaration And this this morning, you are going to take your faith and you are going to throw your faith in the water. You are going to take your faith and throw it into your circumstances. And the axe head you lost is going to float on the water one more time. That something you lost is about to be recovered to you in the mighty name of Jesus. And the final one is what I call purpose. The Bible said, and the axe head did swim. That head represents their accommodation. It represented their future. It represented their purpose. It represented their family, their business. Anything that was tight and narrow, and they were believing God for the thing to be restored unto them. That is exactly what happened. The purpose of God for their life was fulfilled. So they, they put the axe head on the water, and the axe head, my Bible said, did swim so we are just believing god that something about you will swim today my bible said in that same mark chapter 11 the verse number 24 therefore i say unto you that what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and they shall be delivered unto you anything you believe anything you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and they shall be delivered unto you so we are praying that somebody will believe god that somebody will just trust god today that your purpose will be will be delivered back to you that something you lost your purpose your orientation your direction in life you are saying father give it back to me my bible said that when the axe head began to float the man of god told the gentleman who borrowed the axe head he said put forth your hand and take it and he put forth his hand and he took his axe head today you are going to put forth your hand and you are going to take something that is lost something that is missing in your life you are going to say lord i'm taking it back in the name of jesus i'm taking back my family i'm taking back my business i'm taking back my ministry you know sometimes as a pastor people sit in front of you they are losing their marriage and you tell them take this marriage back Humble yourself. Do this, that, that, take it back. They say, no, I wouldn't agree. I will not take it back. I, I, I don't want it. I, I, don't, I don't want it. That is all. And they lose it. And there are many of us who have lost things. And the things are falling into water. And you can never recover them. I remember several years ago, we knew a lady who was losing a marriage. We talk, 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 talk. talked, 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 talked. Talked i talked until the saliva in my mouth i think was finishing or something finally she cut me off long story cut short she lost the marriage after many many years one day i asked a question i said so if you get your husband back will you like it she said brother would." sharp i said i see change he said i don't care i just would like my husband back but it's too late. Some of you, is a human being, you lose. The person is dead, and they ask you, so if you had him back, will you like, look, if he comes back today, he used to drink alcohol, and I didn't like, but now if he comes back, he can combine alcohol, with oui, heroin. Pito, look, he can even bath with them. If you sit in church where the word of God is preached you are not supposed to lose anything except things you cannot control. People get the counsel they throw it away. The man of God said put forth your hand and the man stretched his hand and he took the axe. The man could have said, oh, if I put my hand there, I may drown. If I put my hand there, the water may carry me. The man, the, What that man just said is that, you know what? The man of God is telling me to do this, and that is exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm praying this morning right now. You want to fight for something. The man said, oh, I'm going to fight for it. I told you, that part of the Jordan is very fast. And the thing is deep. And the thing is dangerous. The man put his hand there and took it. Today you want to say, even if there are lions in that place, I'm going to take what is mine. I normally tell my friends, I said, me, if you put my food in the mouth of a lion, I will remove that food from the mouth of the lion. The lion won't bite me, but I'll get my food out. I'll get my food out. I'll get my food out. I'm not going to stand there and say, oh, the water is going to carry me, and this is going to destroy me, and that is going to do that and that. So I'm not going to risk it, no. No. I see a risk taker in the building somebody lift up your hand and begin to pray in the name of jesus just just pray the bible said from the days of john the baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force come on somebody pray I'm believing God for something to turn around for you in the name of Jesus come on lift up your hand and pray something must turn around for you you want to believe God for something to turn around you you want to pray you are taking something back something must turn around for you in the name of Jesus come on pray hallelujah lift up your hands say this after me heavenly father in the name of jesus i make a declaration to believe in the lord my god and in his servant the prophet i ask now any axe head any purpose any assignment any mandate of god concerning my family my business my ministry Concerning my profession Any aspect of my life That has fallen under the water My health My peace My blessing My comfort Right now In the name of Jesus According to The word of the prophet This morning I embrace The pressure on me I receive Insight And wisdom To answer Every question Strategically purposefully, with humility, in the name of Jesus, I locate where the axe head fell. I repent of any mistakes, any errors, any misjudgments, any acts of disobedience and rebellion, carelessness, lack of concentration that made the axe head fall into the water. I repent of it in the name of jesus and right now in jesus name by the power of faith the power of the word of god the power of the anointing the power of the blood of jesus i retrieve the axe head in jesus name i come with prayer with petition in the name of jesus i ask by faith that wherever my axe head fell into the water i take it back in the name of jesus i take back the axe head i remove the axe head from the water in the name of jesus anything that sank anything that went under the water i receive it back Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, to the glory of God Almighty, in Jesus' name, Amen. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.